scripture this morning. I called this morning's message, The Peace Process. And uh, the same passage of scripture, so let me just read through it. It's Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. So we're going to dive into this as, as deep as we can, but we're not going to get finished on it this morning. But we're going to start it, okay? So Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. Let me pray. Father, we give you thanks for the power of your word. We give you thanks that your word pierces hearts and minds and spirits. We thank you for Nick and Katie and their declaration of faith and trust in you. Father, we thank you for the new members to the church. We thank you for your holy presence with us right now. And we thank you for your word. And may your word pierce our hearts on this day. In Jesus' name, amen. So Romans 5, 1 to 5, therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. And last week, we looked at what the therefore is. I'm not going to go into it in too much detail this morning, but Paul has just talked about Abraham's faith, and he piggybacks right after, off of that to talk about our faith. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. And we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. I heard that reflected in the words that were spoken up here this morning in what Flip said about trials and what Brandon said about, no matter what happens, I've got this joy. That's what's in this scripture. But you know, to me, it, it seems to me that peace is in short supply. There's so much stuff going on in the world. You know, it, it gets our attention. You've got the whole thing with Israel and Palestine. And it, it's just so strange because, you know, I'm putting this together and, and I want to finish it up next week. And I said to my wife, I wonder what next week's going to look like. I don't know what it's going to look like. So we have that going on. It's odd, isn't it? Nobody's mentioned Ukraine this week because it's in the shadows now. But there's Ukraine and Russia. There's Armenia and Azerbaijan, which hardly gets a mention, which is, you know, there's a system of, of, of ethnic cleansing going on there. Ethiopia and Eritrea. Hardly gets a mention. That's the worst of all of them. Half a million civilians, not soldiers, half a million civilians have died in that conflict. And it's a particularly cruel conflict because the soldiers have decided that, that rape and sexual assault is a weapon that they're using to humiliate and hurt people terrorize people. Then there's Iran, there's Yemen, there's the Democratic Republic of, of the Congo, Pakistan, Taiwan, you know, we're all of these things that are going on in the world. It's scary. 
I don't know about you, I don't normally read the news that much, but I'm getting up every morning, and you know, after I've looked at my Bible verse, the next thing is, what's going on? I want to know what's going on. Peace is in short supply. And yet right here in this very passage of Scripture, we read that we can have peace with God. We just heard someone talk about that. We can have peace with God regardless of the circumstances. John 14, 27. Jesus talking to his disciples before he gets arrested. He knows what he's going into. There's no peace in what he's about to go into. He's about to be arrested, humiliated, beaten, and executed. And he says, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. A little bit later, John 16, he says to the same group of men, same conversation. That was near the beginning. This is near the end of the conversation. He says, I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. And early on in his ministry, he's got a group of people gathered together. They're on a hill. We call it the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus is teaching the masses, not just his disciples. And he said, God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called children of God. But just to mess things up, like Jesus likes to do this, he throws a curveball in there so often. In Matthew 10, he makes this statement. Don't imagine that I came to bring peace to the earth. I came not to bring peace, but a sword. Like, what? What's going on? What's, what's that all about, Jesus? And if you read that passage of Scripture further, I'm not going to go into it. He talks about families being divided. Husbands against wives. Fathers against children. And it's like, ah. What's all this stuff about peace, Jesus? And then you, you, you say that. We can, here's the thing. We can have peace because Jesus said it. Jesus promised it. And yet he says, I came not to bring peace, but to bring a sword. And I wonder if that's what we're seeing. As we look at the, the things that are going on with Israel and Palestine. I don't know. Now, Jesus never contradicts himself, and he doesn't lie. So if you see a passage of Scripture that seems to contradict a different passage of Scripture, another passage of Scripture, it means that you need to dig a little bit deeper to find out what the meaning and the understanding of that Scripture is. You've got to get in there. You've got to dig deeper. What's the name of the series? Deeper. And as you do that, you'll discover that the problem typically lies not in what Jesus is saying, but in our interpretation and understanding of what Jesus is saying. We can have peace. It is absolutely guaranteed because Jesus said so. But that peace comes in the midst of problems and trials. It's right there in verse 3 of our passage of Scripture. Let me read it again. We can rejoice too 
when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. You know, I like the little details in Scripture. When we run into problems and trials, this is a heads up. It's not if. It's like it's coming. Get ready. If you're not in the middle of a problem and a trial right now, there's one heading your way. You will run into it. But we can rejoice in it. Because we've got to allow it. We've got to allow the process to take place. I love what Katie said. When asked that question, you've got to let the process, you've got to trust in the process. And if you trust in the process, those problems and trials will lead you to peace. And she mentioned that. She said, um, you have to trust the process. Even when there are hard parts, you still have to trust the process. And then I heard Dad say the same thing. So I know where she learned it. Nick said when I asked him that question, we must believe he will guide us through life and lead us to the right choices. It's trusting the process. Now, how do we do that? Well, you've got to trust the peace process. Well, what's the peace process? It's right here in the scripture. I'm going to read it again. And as is my way, I have put some clues in there for you. So Romans 5, 1 to 5. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by We have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Because of our... Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. Now, we're going to get into that a little bit more next week because that's just a wonderful part of this verse. What does it mean to share God's glory? We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that they will... They help us develop our endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confidence of salvation. And this... And this... Oh, there you go. It's up there, folks. I gave you clues. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know dearly God... Us, because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. All right, so there's a formula that's in there. It's the peace process. We gain peace when we live in faith, hope, and love. Faith in our hope of what is to come, lived out in love, equals peace. Let me say that again. Faith in our hope of what is to come... Lived out in love equals peace. We don't live for today. We live for the hope of what is to come. We are kingdom livers. We we may be earthly dwellers, but we are kingdom livers. We live for something bigger and better. We don't live for the temporal. 
We don't live for what's going on today. We live for what is going to happen in the future. We live for an eternity. Therefore, the temporal should not affect us in the same manner as it does those people who do not have this hope. We live for the eternal, and that should change everything about us. That should change how we think. That should change how we feel. That should change how we behave. We don't live for this stuff. We're here, but we're not of this world. We are of the next world. We are of the eternal. We are of the kingdom that is to come. That is our hope. And it is in faith that we have this hope. And through this hope, God has put his Holy Spirit in us so that we live in love. That's the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. How we respond to the troubles and trials of life, our our reason for getting out of bed in the morning is changed because of who we are in Jesus Christ and what we live for. Does that make sense? That's our hope. And when you live in that manner, you gain peace that is beyond understanding to the common person. I remember my niece from England when she first came over to visit us in Canada when we lived in Canada. Used to call us happy, clappy Christians. Because <laughs> when we grew up in England, neither of we weren't Christians. God wasn't a part of our life. And when she first knew us, that was our lives. And then God got a hold of us and he changed us. And she came over and she'd stay with us for the summer. So you guys are just happy, clappy Christians. And I got to see her ask Jesus Christ to be his Lord and Savior. Because we are happy, happy Christians. (laughs) When we live in this manner, we have peace of heart and we have peace of mind. Now, I'm going to do something really, really difficult this morning. And I've already given you a heads up. There's way too much in this passage of Scripture for us to dive deeply in the little bit of time that we've got left. And I don't want to do it shallow. It's something that we need to get into because we need to own this peace that Jesus Christ offers in the midst of the troubles that we see in the world. That's what makes us different. That's what makes Christ attractive to other people when they see our lives lived out differently in the middle of the same trouble that they're going through. And they're running around ripping their hair out. I didn't used to be a Christian. You can see what happened. And we're praying. And there's a smile on their faces and they don't get it. How can you be happy? How can you be content when all of this stuff is going on? Because I don't live for today. I live for what is to come. And what is to come is so much bigger than today. I don't live in the fear of whether I'm going to get up in the morning. Because if I don't get up in the morning, I know exactly where I'll be. Praise God. I'll be in his presence. I'm sorry, Sandra, you won't have me. But once I'm up there, I'm not coming back. (laughs) I've heard it's better. She'll survive, yeah. (laughs) Thank you. So, here's what we're going to do. We're going to finish the rest of this message next week. We're going to dive into this, all right? 
Now, we had a ministry fair scheduled for next week. I wanted to talk about all the ministries that we do here at Lakeway. We're going to have some round tables set up in here. It's going to look different. And then I just felt, no. So we're going to move the ministry fair out. And then the following week is our fall festival. Out there, we're going to have church out on the lawn. This is, this is important, folks, and we'll talk about this next week. We're going to, people are going to come that don't normally come. People who are scared of what's going on in the world. People who are worried about what's going on in the world. We're going to have a bunch of bikers come here who maybe could or couldn't care less about Jesus. It's how we are that impacts their lives. So it's important for you all to be here and be a part of that in two weeks' time when we have church out there on the lawn. And we'll have a very evangelical message on that Sunday. So we're postponing the ministry fair. We're going to finish this message next week. But I want to leave you with this. As you are praying this week, pray for all that is going on in the world. But personalize your prayer around faith, hope, and love, and the peace that Christ brings to you through that faith, hope, and love. Pray for Israel. We had breakfast yesterday. We had a couple of people share their thoughts on Israel, and I particularly liked what Robin had to say. Israel still has not received her Savior. In fact, Israel consciously chooses to reject her Savior, the one who came for her. Pray for that. But pray also for the peace process in your life. Faith, hope, and love. Where do you need to step out in faith and discover the strength of hope Where do you need to extend love so that you can find God's peace? Amen? Let's pray. Father, we just give you thanks. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You are over all things, and all things are held together in your hand. Father, I pray that all the time, but I just feel it so much more in these days. And our eyes are on Israel, and our eyes are on Gaza, and all the mess and the hatred that is going on there. One nation that wants to eradicate another nation and there's no peace process there. And Father, I know your word tells us the Jewish people are your people. But your word also prophesied and teaches that they would reject your son. But we know you're not giving up on them, Father. We pray, I pray for revival, an outbreak of the Holy Spirit in Israel, the people that don't know you. In the land of darkness, let there be a light. And Father, in the darkness that comes in our hearts when we worry, when we're afraid, when we have conflict in our families and in our homes, let your light invade that darkness, we ask. And Father, I pray for these two children that declared their faith here today. 
Father, wherever they go, may they be a light. May they bring light into their school, into their home, into their family. And may they grow to be warriors in your kingdom. And we pray all of this in the name of the Lord Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Mr. Carl is going to come up and share some announcements with us, and then you will be dismissed. Thank you, sir. All right, thanks, guys. Yeah, don't let my youth fool you. I don't even know how to use most stuff, just my cell phone uh, when I plug it in. Uh, can I have those that are going to take up the offering uh, come up, please? Everybody except Bob. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. No, Bob, yes. I got to give him a bunch, bunch of trouble. Um, okay, so we're about to take up our tithes and our offering. I'll speak on that. But before I do, I forgot one thing that was really important when I did the introduction, other than telling you guys to talk amongst yourselves, and I just left you kind of hanging. Everybody's looking at me, so my bad. Um, but I forgot to mention if you're a guest with us, because I see a couple guests. Get your Lakeway bug. It's, it's a, our compliment. It's free. You can have it. It's to say thank you for coming. I got like two or three of these in the cupboard. Well, I used to, but they all got broken, so maybe I should take one home myself. But you're going to get them outside here in the foyer, or just come see me, and then I'll take you there. <laughs> oh, yes, and the pen. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, my, my brain runs 100 miles an hour, and I forget stuff sometimes. So, yeah, anyway. I'm going to pray for us, um, and before I do, let me explain the offering. So um, the baskets are going to come around. If you have cash or check or, you know, anything but credit card in the bag, you can, you can donate that if you'd like for our tithes. Um, if you want to do it online through Tithely, it's through our website. You can actually go on there to do it uh, or do it through bill pay um, if you do it that way through your uh, bank. Um, but the tithes is ba basically it's a special uh, way for us to, to give God back what he's given us, right? So whether that's a tenth or a twentieth or a, a one, you know, if that's even a word, it doesn't really matter. The quantity isn't important. It's the heart, right? So whoever wants to give, give according to their heart, not out of, you know, oh, I'm going to be judged or whatnot. God's, it's his anyway. doesn't need it. So we just thank him for it, and we allow it to be, uh, allows our hearts to receive more blessings from him, not just financial, but spiritual blessings so that we can be empowered and emboldened to go share the gospel in our community. So I'm going to pray, and then I'll go over announcements, and then I'll dismiss you guys so we can get to the football games. <coughs> Anyways, <laughs> Cowboys don't play till Monday. Um, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to, you know, give back what you've given us. I pray, Lord, that the uh, offering that we give would be blessed, that you would multiply it for your work and for your kingdom. We thank you so much for all that you have done, and we ask this in the name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. All right. Nope, not on there. Okay, sometimes it goes up there. So, all right. So, if you guys have one of the, the things on the, the welcome or the, the guide here, bulletin, thank you. Um, the first thing that we're going to go through, um, the Lakeway Fair has been, you know, dismissed, as Mike said. But the uh, portrait sessions, those are actually going on the 23rd through the 24th. So, if you want to uh, schedule a 15-minute session uh, to get a picture, you get an 8 by 10 and a setting for uh, the cost of $25. So, you can sign up today. You can see... Who for that? No one. Sign up on the back table. All right. October 29th, we're taking uh, donations for the uh, festival. Um, the items that are needed are listed there. Candy, toiletries, hygiene products, gently used coats, new socks, warm hats and gloves, and scarves. 
Um, and then on November 4th, we're having movie night. So for the kids, and uh, there we are. And so for the kids and the adults who like to come see kids' movies, uh, we welcome you there on the 4th uh, from 5 p.m. to 8.30. Um, all ages are welcome, like I said. And on that, you would see who? Online, Libby, come, come if you want. Okay, fun. All right, sorry. Okay, and then we have the uh, Thanksgiving giveaway. Uh, food donation list to come. That'll be on November 23rd, so that's kind of far out. And then we have our toy run. Uh, you can see Christy Edmondson on that. I don't think she's here today, but more to come there. And then the nativity scene, that'll be fun. I'm sure we'll see many of us at that on the 9th and the 10th, including myself. And then the women's ministry birthday celebration on December 10th at 12. So I think I covered it. Randy has to say one thing about his Kairos ministry, and I'll let him take over. Thank you. I appreciate you. Give me a minute. Um, getting excited. Next week is the Kairos weekend for Bridgeport number seven. And we're going to have 42 brothers in khaki going through that as participants. Okay. A team of inside.